Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our journey's podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Thursday. Thursday. Happy Thursday. Your hair looks gorgeous. Wow. Thank you so much. What, so you, you just got it done like literally one minute ago? Um, yeah, but I, I honestly didn't do like, I just got like a glaze. I've been trying to be better about going to like the in-between appointments. Cause I usually go, I take six hours and then like, I don't go for the maintenance appointment. So that's part of why it takes six hours. Right. So in my bridal era, I'm trying to go to my maintenance appointments because it makes the actual appointment so much easier. It yeah. looks, it looks amazing. It looks like way more blonde. It definitely, like, it's definitely gotten blonder from my last session, but now, like, I guess my hair, since it, like, um, what's the word? It leans more orangey. These in-between appointments help a lot with keeping it less orange. Yeah, it doesn't look orange at all. It looks, like, so blonde beautiful. Yeah. Do you think you. you're going to keep this color for the wedding? Have you thought about that? Um, I've thought about it a little because it kind of, like, the girl that, does my hair who's lovely and amazing it's just something to consider I guess in terms of like if I want it to be lighter like I kind of have to build up to it and if I don't because I like that's something because I don't dye my hair that I've like never thought of of like oh what color do I want my hair to be on my wedding like I've literally never thought about that before (laughs) yeah it's it's such a fascinating thing but I've also I feel like since we've been like over the past 10 years of like our friendship like my hair has been so many different shades and like in-betweens and we've talked about this if someone asked me what color your hair was I don't know what I would say literally like wouldn't remember right I'd be like uh brown I think but it's not it's definitely blonde like it is it's leaning there now but there's it's funny how like it changes with the trends too because there used to be a point in time where like I would be blonde to the root and now it's just funny because like people learn new techniques and stuff so there's a way to make things seem yeah no this is very natural gorgeous Thank you. Oh my gosh. So I've definitely thought about it. And I feel like because it's summer and because I'm going to be tan, like I probably will do this type of color and maybe have like just a little blonder on the ends, but I'm going to stay away from too much blonde on my face. But like, I like it around. I feel like usually you do like a little more like yellow blonde and this is more of like an icy blonde. Yeah. So I think we're going to play around with it and see because so much of my skin. I love this. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God, there's so much love in the air. So you, wow. but so, how, but you are think that's something that you are thinking about of like what color you want it to be on your wedding day. Yeah, shockingly, it's been something that like some of um the girls in, who are bridesmaids, like Tina, Athena, Chelsea, have asked me that too because like they know that I've also had like so many shades that they're like, "Did you think about that?" And I was like, "Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I definitely mm-hmm. like my hair lighter, so I think that." It's just going to feel summery and, yeah. and warm. And I feel and like then little- do you, like, do you do it like the week of or like how do you like in what terms if you- of timing? It is yeah. actually like um, 
I have to say that getting your beauty appointments, this is something I never thought I would have to think about, but getting your beauty appointments scheduled, like leading up to that is honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. But like, if you care about that stuff, mm-hmm. I've had to like perfectly calculate mm-hmm. how many weeks before that, how many weeks before a Botox right. refresh, like right. all these like random things. Because you kind of have to start calculating now for things for to be able to time your appointments right for what time yes. you want your appointments like right before. Exactly. Like That's even to the point where like my dentist said he was like, don't forget to come to me 10 days before I'm like, we'll whiten you up. And I was like, wait, this is so funny. Like, wait, so, so funny. Right. So a lot of like major. You gotta go to the dentist. I know. I'm like, wait, what? He's like, no. I'll wait, wait, I literally like, would oh. never think to go to the dentist before my wedding. Me either. I would just think of like whitening strips or something. No, he's but... right like, Your teeth look so much cleaner after you get a real cleaning. They do. So I was just like, wow, that's so smart. So, um, I have thought about it. A majority of like any type of appointment says, obviously besides nails, like nails is two days before, spray tan is two days before. Um, but in terms of like hair, I think they said around 10 days before Botox, uh, between two to four weeks before. Um, so it's just like a bunch of like little things that even now I was thinking, I'm like, Hmm, I see like some movement in my face. Like, should I go now or should I wait a little so that I could time Mm. it perfectly? So it's just interesting interesting wait so what's the hair time the hair they said like around like two weeks before two weeks okay which is interesting like i I don't really know why that is but i guess to like i feel like hair like a haircut takes like a week or two to like grow in properly like i feel like the day you get your haircut everybody hates it and then like a week or two later you're like i'm stunning yes like it takes a minute to like grow in right like Settle in. No, it's true. Yeah, and like settle. I feel like after the first wash and stuff, like it's different. I usually like after mm-hmm. I got my hair actually dyed. Like today I didn't get anything dyed. I just got it like glazed technically. Um and like toned essentially. But like when I get highlights and whatnot, I feel like it looks different. And then after the first wash, like I start to see what's yeah. interesting to note. That's so my much hair is very long. So I'm like very grateful it's that I so won't. long. Are you gonna keep it that long? I think so. I think I'm going to definitely cut it after because I've had it long for a little while. But yeah. I'm like, what's the point of cutting like, it now? You're not even going to need extensions or anything. I don't think I will. Like, I actually you know, don't. It's I so thought, thick and so long. It is. And it's, like, what actually, like, pretty healthy right now, too, which is kind of, like, shocking. Let's know. Please share your hair care routine right now. Right now? Okay. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I you use know a majority. I'm on a journey. <laughs> We're on a journey. I honestly use majority Olaplex um, right now. I use like their shampoo conditioner in general I'll say the things that I feel like have made the biggest difference in like the consistency of my hair have been like masks in general there's a Wella mask that I'll have to find the link to that definitely helps Wella my hair, hair mask yes and you use that hair, in the shower or like outside of the shower um use that in the shower and then you rinse okay. it out so that's a rinse out one okay. um around once a week I my hair is healthy, but it's dry. And the dryness sometimes I think makes it look like unhealthy. Yeah. They actually just did that mask in my hair like right before I left. And that's where I got the idea from. But then I also use other Olaplex after shower um, things. And I will say the Olaplex number six is amazing. What's um, that? It's like a serum? It is a leave-in conditioner type of situation. I usually either will leave my hair like literally wet with it. Um, or I'll like put it in and then I'll put my hair kind of in like a bun and like let it like soak all up. Mm-hmm. Um, it 
changes the texture of my hair. I definitely have naturally more like, like frizzy ish hair, not insanely frizzy, but like frizzy enough to not be cute. And it tames it in such a way. Um, you can either most of the time I don't style it after just because like, I don't style it often. But you can still style after using it. So you can put heat on it after. You can put heat on it after, absolutely. And it can serve as a leave-in conditioner slash almost like sealant um, mm. to your hair. And I have loved that. There's a more- how, often, how often do you use that? Um, honestly, now I've been using it after, even as like a, just after, what's it called? Like after shower. Like I've been using it every time after I wash my hair. And how often and do you wash your hair? I don't know if you're supposed to do that. Um, I would say now I've been washing it over the past couple of months. I've been washing it, washing it way less, like twice a week. So like, so, okay, wait, we need to, we need to go slow. So <laughs> once a week, you're just doing like your normal shampoo and normal conditioner. Mm-hmm. And then the second time a week, you're doing your normal shampoo, but your hair mask in the shower. Yes. And, and both, both times after you're doing number six. Number it. six, because it is more of. It, it is a leave-in conditioner type of situation and right. you're able to style it after. So right. I use that more because I'm like, okay, there's a chance I'm going to style my hair. Right. However, if I'm not going to style, which again, you still can do this. It's just way more expensive. There's a brand called K18. It's similar to Olaplex, but it's probably double the price. Their products are a little bit smaller, but they have a leave-in, con- no, leave-in something, leave-in oil maybe. That is also fucking good. Like, I feel like mm. it fills your ends perfectly. It does smell chemically. It's probably not clean. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, harsh. And it definitely, like, seals your hair, takes out the frizz, and you can, like, feel a difference. That's what I like about both number six and the K18 mm. brand. It, you immediately feel a difference. Mm-hmm. And then are you using any type of hair oil situation? Um, I have some. I have both Moroccan oil and Olaplex. I don't use an oil that much, literally just out of habit, but my hair is super like tangly. Um, So I use the Purology leave-in like spray that's like for detangling. The detangler, right. Yeah. And it's kind of like the hair oil now. Yeah. And I have it and definitely when I'm styling it, especially I notice a difference with hair oil. It's honestly just like not part of my current routine for no other yeah. reason. Like I own it. It's definitely great. I just, I don't know. I forget about it. Okay. But you're big on the leave-in conditioner and the once a week hair mask in the shower. I really am because I think that those change the texture of your hair. Like mm-hmm. I think they seal it. They change the texture of your hair and they get it ready for styling. Whereas a hair oil, I think like seals it and can get it ready for styling but i don't think it changes the texture of your hair like i don't think you right it's just it's giving like nutrients yeah and it's like totally good for you good things but i feel an immediate difference like from if i were to put it on maybe i should do that one day put it on one side of my head and then brush and then not on the other like you notice the difference Interesting, interesting. Okay, thank yeah. you so much for all your tips and tricks. Yeah, no, but literally, I feel like over this past year, your hair has gotten like amazing. You've always it's had fun. great hair, like you've always had thick, long hair. But I feel yeah. like this year, it's like really healthy and long and like thicker than it's been in a long time. It definitely is. And it's interesting because for a while, I thought that like part of its like lack of growth or like whatever, lack of healthiness was because I was like doing color to it but like I'm probably doing more 
color and like things to it now just because I've been experimenting more and with this type of like upkeep it's it's stayed with me yeah no for the amount that you color your hair and for it to be so healthy I think it's pretty yeah amazing so that's, um, she's doing that's something right um back to the appointments before the the wedding though mm-hmm. I thought about this the other day I think the thing that would bother me is that you know I love a hot girl shower like you oh, know yeah. I love to get really disgusting and then do a hot girl shower yeah and I think it would piss me off that I have to do my real hot girl shower on the rehearsal dinner night and then yeah. you don't get to do your hot girl shower for the wedding that's so true. Yeah, Isn't you that don't. Upsetting. And actually, you there's a lot of things that you like can't do like a full like a good shower or can't sweat. Like I actually other beauty thing just got my eyebrows microbladed oh, and yeah. it's currently in like a healing stage. So right now it probably looks a little funky. Oh, um, wait, you know, uh, you're skipping a lot of things. You got to go back okay. to the beginning. Okay, okay, I will, I will. Um but what I was going to say and then I'll come back to microblading was just that Like, there's a lot of, like, little treatments and things that, like, you can't sweat. You can't do this. You can't do that. So you feel like you have to take such a limited type of shower to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, And microblading is one of them. So I got my eyebrows microbladed about a week ago now. And and you're really staring. I'll I'll show you, like. (laughs) They look good, but they look, like, the same, like, kind of the same. Yes. So it's. Which I think is probably a good thing, right? It is. It is. Um, They just look like filled in right now, but they still look lighter. So it's really interesting. They gave you like a cute little um, like meme card and it has been so accurate. Like they put like day one. Love it. Day two. Oh my God. They're too dark and scary. They were. I'll show you a picture. (laughs) Um, Day three. Like like oh I'm starting to scab a little bit and you do so like I've had no. you can't see it oh, now because they like, probably get people calling like every day and they're like just here you go you don't bother us yeah so you leave us alone so <laughs> I just trusted the process I was like you know what these people have like know what they're doing I'm just gonna wait and see and today's probably the first day like I'm in a phase now where scabbing is almost done and now it starts to look lighter like almost as if you didn't get something but it's like, you know how when you how when people get a spray tan, like at first it gets super dark and mm-hmm. then you wash it and it like yeah. starts to even out. Like it's kind yeah. of a similar process. So yeah. because it's literally like a tattoo. Um it's crazy. Which is crazy. But I'll show you like some pictures of like right before I got it and then after and like it definitely makes a difference. No, for sure. And now you like never will have to like fill them in when you're like yeah. doing your and makeup I'm also not or you're not doing your makeup. In. Right. So it takes care of that for you. It takes care of that. And then also, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it can be tough to like find an eyebrow go-to person that like you really vibe with, who gets the shape of your face, who like Mm -hmm. treats you like a real client versus, I don't know, like just going to random people. So what's nice too is like wherever you go, like as long as it's someone who like for the most part knows what they're doing, like there's an exact line for them to follow. So there's no more like someone taking half your eyebrow off because it's painted on did it hurt yeah it totally hurt um oh really expected it to yeah like yeah um it felt like a tattoo it did in the beginning so they brenda has a face tattoo literally they gave me a pouch that says i got my face tattooed um (laughs) yeah they do i don't know why 
But for some reason, they have to do the first layer of both brows, which is literally probably a minute each side, without any, like, numbing agents. So that's why it hurts, what? because they're your skin. Um, on a sensitive part. And it's but like then a machine, or it's like someone with the hand. It's like, a t- is it like a tattoo needle yeah, machine? It's, it's a needle, yeah. It's literally what a, ta- like what a tattoo is. It's literally a tattoo on your eyebrows, yeah. <laughs> it's a tattoo, but it's just really- <laughs> I know nothing about this. Really specific and really interesting strokes. And um, yeah, and and at first it like looks liney. So in the pictures that I'll send you later, like it- like, Yeah, I need close-ups. I have like, um, not baldness, but most people have like a little bit more patchiness like towards the front of For their sure. eyebrows. So, so do I. So, like, you can see, like, lines, but you go back. Your healing, like, first process is, like, you can't sweat for 10 days, which is a long time for me. So, of course, I've been walking. Um, right. Which doesn't bring no sweat. gym. Um, no. So, like, they said, I asked her very specifically. I was, like, I won't do cardio, but, like, can I lift a little if I'm not sweating? Can I? Um, well, I don't want you, like, dripping, probably. Exactly. Because right. it's literally an open wound, essentially. So I've been conscious of that, but like I'm good on the healing. And then you go back uh, four to five weeks later and you do a touch-up appointment. And after mm. the touch-up appointment, you're good to go. Wow. And then how long does it last? Um, It depends on like your skin type and whatnot, like most people, but um, it lasts like about a year. And then mm. you do like a color boost if one like another touch-up. Or you, yeah, you, you do another touch-up within a year. So then once a year, kind of, you go for a touch-up. Yep. And then what if you're like, I don't want this anymore? <laughs> Will it eventually um, fade out? I think no? it does eventually fade out, yeah. Like, I think that most people, like, I think if you get it, like, you want it enough, kind of, where, like, once yeah. it fades, like, it kind of just starts to go back to normal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's okay. I think you could probably get it, like, removed if you want, but I feel like most people don't do that. No. Well, also, because it's, like, like they don't remove your real eyebrow, right? It's, like, within no, it's like no, no. In your hairs. Yeah, exactly. So, kind of the same way that, like, with lash extensions, like, eyelash extensions, they put... But your eyelashes fall out if you get eyelash extensions. They do. Um, so, I've heard. <laughs> but sure. the same way that they put, like, pieces... They don't take your eyelashes out. They just put right. things in between. It's the same thing. They, like, tattoo in between your actual hairs in the directions of your existing hair instead yeah. of shaving your eyebrows off oh my god it's crazy it's crazy but i'm like this is the time photos. for me to try it so i'm gonna try it wow yeah i really want close-up photos and so do you love it i do so far like right now it, it's like hard to say that right now because i'm like okay yeah. it kind of looks like it did before but i know it's part of the process i think i'm going to absolutely love it because yeah well like, i feel like they should look like they did before but just now you don't have to like fill them in or worry about them like they'll just stay good all the time exactly and eyebrows like we've said it everybody says like oh they make such a difference they really make a difference like i feel like it makes your face so much more symmetrical yeah. um you just look more like done and ready i don't know so many things so you gotta have eyebrows you gotta have eyebrows so <laughs> i think i'm going to super love it after my touch-up and i'm like I picked a good time where I was like, I want to heal enough before the like our bachelorette trip. And then yeah. by the time we go there, like I'm going to feel perfect. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. But your touch up will be after, right? It'll be before. It'll be February 7th and we're not leaving for like three weeks oh, after. Okay. So that was another thing with timing, all these timing things. And then like from the touch up, do you have to heal after that or that's okay? 
I think you do heal, but it's much shorter. Um, okay. So I think it's going to be like in the sun, water. in the water, in the sand. Yeah. So like the timing was so perfect that I asked them all these questions. And they're okay, like, you did. You did. Great, great. I just didn't want you to have to walk around with saran wrap on your face. Oh, no, no. You don't have to do that. Did <laughs> you know how when you get a tattoo, they put like the saran wrap I knew I do. No, no. You didn't have to do that. Not in the Bahamas. Not in the Bahamas. It would look crazy. Okay. Okay. Wow. Lots of lots of beauty tips. Lots of them. Anything else on beauty before we move on? On beauty in general? I don't beauty think so right now. What should we call this? We do we often do a beauty moment. We do. I think that's a good way to put it. Okay. Well, that's enough for a beauty moment. <laughs> and now it's time for um, my pride this week is that time is flying by so fast. I feel like normally that would be oh a goal, but I'm super excited just like for the next couple of weeks. We have our Bachelor Retro coming up in February and I'm getting very excited about that. Um, yeah, I just am like little things that I've been getting, like everyone's been so sweet to send me like links and stuff when they find something that feels like I would like, like clothing wise. So I've just been trying some things. Um, and yeah, it's been fun. Gorge, fun. And my pickle, um, my pickle is that I feel like sometimes I get frustrated with myself and we've like totally talked about this before because it's one of those things that like I'll have to keep learning, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I get frustrated with myself if I'm ever, like if I don't expect to have a reaction to something, let's say that like I'm going into a work day and I'm expecting it to go a certain way. And then, um, I don't know, things pile up. And then for some reason, yeah. like, I feel a little, like, emotional or something. Yes. I know what you a lot. I really yeah. to this. And then I get frustrated because I'm like, yeah. I have such a high tolerance to stress, overwhelm, everything. And I think I know that about myself. And for some reason, I, like, have a tough time giving myself slack when it's like, of course, this is going to feel like a lot. Like, you can feel that right now. And I'm yeah. still learning that. Mm-hmm. I relate to that. Yeah, but we live and we learn, and then like over time, it just like feels better. I was at the nail salon, and I had a really, really bad itch, and I my hands were in the, <laughs> the gel thing, and all I was thinking about relatable. in that moment, what would you say? I was relatable, relatable, right? And I just was relating it to. I was like, the amount that I want to itch my face right now, but I can't, or it's gonna ruin my manicure. So I. It, for some reason, I was like, this is the same thing as a fleeting thought. The itch is going to go away. It's going to come. It's going to go. And like, wow. really the itch went away. Wow. What a yeah. metaphor. Yeah, that's right. Just, what a just some wisdom in the nail salon. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah. What about you? Pride and pick. Um, My pride is that this is a future thing, but Nathan and I are moving in March which very excited about. And I think we can talk a lot about moving and like moving in with a partner and blah, blah. You've already done it. And like now doing it a little later, like in our twenties, like I think it'd be really interesting to talk about. Um, Cause we've had a lot of talks and discussions about like all of that, which I think would be interesting to share. Um, But like we just have started our process. So I want to get like a little more into it and then we could do a whole episode on that. Um, But the 
pride of it is, is like, I can't wait because you know, I've been homeless for a while. I can't wait to have one, a room that I can podcast in that I (laughs) feel proud to share on the internet. And two, I said this to Nathan yesterday, like just like a real cabinet to put my toiletries in. Mm. And I said, even when we were living separately and I had a house, it's I still had to pack up my toiletries in a bag and bring them over every weekend or whatever. And like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want my toiletries to live where they are meant to live and they have a home and they don't have a move to move unless I travel. And then Nathan said, you know what's going to happen, right? And he said, what? He said, we're going to move. And then you're going to, as soon as we move, you're going to book a job that requires you to leave. And I said, I know, I know that's going to happen. Of course it will. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? That's fine because I know in my head that they have a home and that's okay. And that, that still feels better to that know they have that. I'd like to know that there is a shelf somewhere that they belong on. Yes. It's their home. I hate toiletries in a bag. Mm, there, It's the worst. Packing in general is the worst. Like it's never – the I fun part of packing can be like if you get like a new outfit, you're excited to wear it. But like all the other stuff, boring. Boring. I also think I need a new suitcase because I think I broke my suitcase. Oh, how'd you do that? I don't know. She's got a hole. Oh. I know. Really sad. And I haven't had it for that long. I mean, I've used it a lot. I've had it for yeah. like three years and I have gone on many, many trips these past three years. Yeah. Um, but she's she's worn down. She's taking she's the broken. The, she's taking the hard uh, the hard hit of that one. <laughs> so I think I need a new one before okay. February. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. And what about your pick? A few short weeks from now. Um, My pickle is... What's my pickle? Um, My pickle is... And this is, like, maybe less of a pickle. Well, it is a pickle, but it's something I'm, like, wanting to understand. Mm -hmm. It's, like, I'm trying to understand how to, like, garner my own inspiration more. Mm. Like, I'll... I'll either be like so uninspired and I'm sure a lot of artists and other people can relate to this, but I'll either be like so uninspired and then I'll like get inspired, but it's like at the worst times. Like it's at like, you know, at like 11 o'clock at night or it's like when I need to be doing something else or like, like, and I want to learn how to like garter my own inspiration more. Yeah. Uh, Like what are I, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, routine based or Mm. like like time spent based like I don't really know yet I think I need to play around with it I think if it's something I've like gently played around with without like saying that that's what it is for a long time but I'm still in that journey I still like haven't figured out how to like really set up my day in a way that like that feels inspirational to me or feels like that it there like there I do feel like I have room for inspiration but I don't feel like I like am finding a way to like call it enough I don't know it yeah. sounds no, esoteric I, but no 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 I, I totally get what you mean with like being able to tap into it when you decide like being able to just like almost call upon it yeah and instead of it just kind of happening and then you maybe ruin like not ruining but interrupting the course of your day or night or sleep because you know, you have it, so you don't want to let it go. And I totally yeah. get what you mean. 
I feel like and I want to be able to call upon it more because like so much of my job requires creativity and inspiration and it's like sometimes I'm just like I don't feel inspired right now like I don't like I don't want to do this right now but I know that like I do want to do this in a bigger sense and it's like frustrating to not be able to like call upon it when I want it and I'm like wondering I know I'm sure this is like every artist's like qualm but like how do I create (laughs) a better like calling ground for it I don't know yeah yeah no I totally get that I I think it's like it super depends I'm sure it's like extra relevant for artists and whatnot for all those reasons because you have to like be able to or you in order for you to really feel like all of these things you tapping into it benefits you obviously um I feel like for someone who's maybe like not in the creative world and is like I get what you mean, but maybe like in a different sense. Like for me, I feel like because so much of my day is like almost, I guess, clouded by other things. I feel like my like tapping into creativity of any sorts mm. is also limited. So mm. if I have like the other day, it was like four o'clock in the morning. I was very much asleep. I thought for some reason that I heard Chris's alarm. So I woke up and then I had like this one thought and then I was like, oh, that's a good thought. And it was, like, actually about work and not necessarily creative. But I'm so afraid. I don't, I don't know if you relate to this, but, like, I'm so afraid of forgetting a thought that, like, I have to write it down. And then once it's good, I'm, like, I don't want to go back to bed because, like, I don't want to lose this train of thought kind of. Um, and I feel like it's there is such a cool energy about when you feel inspired and you feel inspired to, like, create something or, um, I don't know, build something. And yeah. it's, like, you can't let it go until it's done. Mm. But I feel like it's hard because you're not always, like, in control of when that stuff comes to you. And I just relate to what you're saying in terms of wanting to know, like, how does – is there, like, an unlock button? Like, go to sleep, unlock – Thought. yeah yeah and like I know that there are people that talk about this like there's so much pe- so many people and writers and artists that like talk about like how to like you know at least try to give like tools and tips and tricks for yeah. creating room for inspiration like our Elizabeth Goldberg has a great book on it and there's the artist's way which is like something that a lot of people do which I started and never finished and like maybe I should start that again mm-hmm. um but what are some things that you do that like or are there any things that you do that you feel for you? Because I think it's different for everybody. Um, help you to call upon your inspiration or make space for inspiration to come to you. Yeah. Uh, transparently, I feel like now anything that's ever like slightly self-care related, I think gives me space away from like a lot of the overstimulation I feel a lot of the times. But there's not something specific at this moment that I feel like I'm like okay time to be creative like Mm. necessarily or time to switch that gear I feel like I'm very hopeful that like over the next couple of months or like next year (laughs) that I'll have more space for stuff like that but honestly right now I feel and like I'm handling it really well and and whatnot but I do feel very like oversaturated like Mm -hmm. I feel like my time for creativity isn't necessarily on my own watch or within mm-hmm. my own role. I think right now, and maybe someone listening can relate to this. Yeah, um, a like lot of people. Career that you have of like, I feel like a lot of my day to day is like solving problems or giving direction on stuff that I can't really predict ahead of time. Yeah. So I think that is a big thing that uh, is is almost a challenge that I can't really change right now. But mm-hmm. I will say on the flip side that any sort of self-care is like 
three times the amount of positive for like my mind, body and soul because of mm. that is because everything else feels very chaotic that mm. I think that at least gives me that grounding. Right. Um, that space. Yeah. It gives me that space to like, just not, I don't know if not be thinking so much, but to not be so like on, like on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like to take my foot, like kind of off the gas for a second and give myself a little space. But right. I've, I've been struggling with that. I've been, I don't want to give this away. I've been trying to work on a creative project, which mm-hmm. I will tell you off air. Um, and it sounds more like crazy than it is. It's not. I just don't want to give it away in case someone in my life listens. But anyway, I haven't like had the time or like creativity within me to put attention towards it. Mm. And it's frustrating. I mean, is that something you want to find time for? Well, I do for this specific instance because it is for someone that I really love mm-hmm. and related to our wedding. Um, mm-hmm. So I do want to, and I, if I want to make this happen, I have to within the next couple of weeks for it to be mm-hmm. complete. But um, I guess on the day to day, probably yes, more, but not as much as I know you need in, in, in your day to day, I guess. But I do. Yeah. I mean, no, everyone wants and needs different levels of it, yeah. but. It's yeah. interesting. But what do you do? Anything? Maybe it'll trigger something in me. True. <laughs> I mean, I think there are certain things that, like, I know I feel inspired after doing. Like, I mm-hmm. feel inspired. I think this one is when I, like, try to avoid for so long because there's so much just, like, negative talk about it. But, like, I do feel very inspired after I, like, consume media. Like, mm-hmm. movies, books. Yeah. Plays, not fucking TikTok or Instagram, but like real good art. Like I do feel inspired after I consume art. And I think I like look down upon that because people are like, oh, well, you shouldn't like spend your time like watching TV. But like my job is TV and I feel inspired after watching yeah. it. So I think I need to like stop shaming myself for that. Like, yeah. If that allows me to be creative in my own like own part of it like I think I need to stop shame myself for that because I feel like I would be I'm so embarrassed if someone's like oh what did you say and I was like oh well for an hour and a half I watched a movie like that feels embarrassing to me but like but that is something that inspires me and like after I watch a good movie I usually feel inspired to go and create more work and I think I need to stop shaming myself for that for that part of my process I agree. Oh my gosh. I also like, it's funny that you, that you said it like that. Cause no part of me was like, oh, that's lazy. Or like, that's weird. Like that makes so much sense to me. Like yeah, I think I, me saying I, to you like, oh, I watch Scooby-Doo like at 12 PM. Like you're right. like, hmm. but, like you're right. watching real art. Right. It's not like watching Love Island in the middle of the day. Like that, I love to watch Love Island. and But yeah. I know that that does not inspire me. But right. I do know like watching like a really good, you know, well-acted film. Yeah. Does inspire me. Totally. Yeah. No, I yeah. totally get that. I, I And I think that like that, that's so, like that makes so much sense to me. Like it's, I understand yeah. why you judge yourself for it, but that makes so I much sense. To, I think I need to like let myself do that a little more and stop like, depriving myself of that and shaming myself for that because maybe it's actually part of the puzzle (laughs) i know or maybe it's not and maybe i'll do that and i it doesn't help like i don't know um well it's the same thing i think as like like this is literally this is your job and like it could not make more sense but there are like even myself even our friends that like grew up in theater and like singing and stuff like that there is not a time where we go to a concert or like a broadway show and we don't leave being like 
why did I ever not do that? Like, why am I not a pop star? Like, so I can't, so of course, like for you, when it's literally within your world, like to me, that makes perfect sense. Thank you. Yeah. I think I need to like ease up on myself about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like, it is so important for me to like feel inspired and be creative. And like, if that's something that does that, I don't gotta shame myself for that. Not at all. I also think there's like so like so much changes and I know that, you know, acting is a very particular thing and everybody has their own style, but like so much of like I don't know. I feel like sometimes when watching certain things, you feel emotion from what you're watching and I feel like it makes complete sense as to why I don't 100%. know. It almost like inspires you to want to recreate that for someone. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like I love storytelling when I see good storytelling it makes me want to tell good stories. Yeah. It makes sense to me. So there's that one. Um, are there any others? I am teaching. Makes me feel inspired. Teaching others. Mm. Like every also even like we're not teaching here, but we're we are storytelling. And every time after we finish podcasting, I feel inspired. Yeah. Not so much going into it every day, but every time after I do. <laughs> but after. <laughs> um, so there's a level of that. And then, yeah, I think those are, like, those are, like, the two things. Like, yeah, there's little things, maybe, like, listening to music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think meditating, like, allows space for myself, but I don't know if that necessarily garners inspiration for me. Right. Um, same with, like, taking a walk. Like, that allows, like, space for me, but I don't know if that necessarily is the space, like, Yes, you need the space to be able to let the inspiration in. But, like, I think that that's, like, step one. And I'm really looking yes. at, like, what step two. Totally. And and that's what I think that you put really well from what I was trying to say before is, like, anything that self-care, like, sets the stage yeah. and, like, allows the space. But it's not the thing that actually triggers the inspiration. So right. I think that, like, step one, we're, like, okay. And, like, we need right. to Right. I think we got two. step one. I think we need yeah. to do a little work on step two. Step right. You need to create the space to allow the inspiration to come. But then, like, what are the step twos that, like, call to the inspiration? Yes, yes, yes. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where I'm at. Me too. What's step two is where we're what at. Step two. I feel like every time we do a show, at the end of the show, we're like, well, can someone give us the answer? Because we don't know. Yeah, it's true. But you know? you know what? I think I should ask more of my artist friends. Definitely. Like what their step twos are. I think so too. I think they'll I have like some interesting project. varieties. I'm going to post on Instagram. Please. I'm going to do a research project. I don't know. Like, what's your step two? Like, it's kind of confusing to. Right. Like, what's the question? What are are things that you do that help you to call upon inspiration? Mm, Yeah. Or to tap into inspiration. Mm, Unlock. (laughs) I do. I really want to know. I really do, too. I'm going to ask more people in person, too. Yeah, but I think you might get some responses on your on your. Program. Yeah, hey, that's a good party question. <laughs> so what do you do to tap into inspiration? So what do you do to tap into? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? I will say that um, my my party question slash like dinner question slash like seeing friends question lately instead of being like, "How are you?" Like, "What's going on?" Like, um, I've been asking people what's their word of the year and why. Oh, I love that. 
Have most people picked one? Yeah. Well, some a lot of people have to think about it in the moment. Hmm. But people are like very willing to think and then share, which is beautiful. I love that. That's very that's very vulnerable. Yeah, gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, okay, well, anything else? No. No, we were just on a creativity train today. That's right. Beauty, creativity. <laughs> They're all <laughs> one. Yep. yep. Okay, well, um, please DM us. Share with us what your step two is for calling on your creativity. Please. I really, really would love to know. And I'm sure it's different for everyone. Um, and you don't have to be embarrassed about what yours is. Even no. if it's like fucking word, if you're like I scratch my left toe and then it got inspired, I I'd like you know the world. Yeah, I would love that. That's kind of a good hack. <laughs> <laughs> and I will share that video of Brennan doing that. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I hope everyone has an amazing week and is feeling inspired and creative. And we love you. We love you guys. Bye. Bye, Ron. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.